Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. You know, you've got uh, people in the SEC country who I'm sure, you know, I, I agree with you. They'll they'll find a way to play yeah. regardless. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe, you know, in California where Gavin Newsom's been very, very careful with this whole thing. And I can't imagine that uh, they'll be too interested in saying, well, the SEC's doing this. Let's open up our campuses. You know, so if, if the Pac-12 doesn't go, but the SEC does go, I always kind of yeah. felt like they couldn't do it. But you think they might separate and the SEC will say, hey, you know, we're just going to do it and you guys figure it out. I just filed a story with Drake Thompson, the commissioner of the Mountain West, as I was intrigued by a quote he had in the Sunday San Diego Union Tribune where he just kind of wondered rhetorically, you know, if if California isn't open, do we just go with nine? He threw it out there. He didn't answer it. Wow. But for him to say that, suggests it's been thought about. And I asked him about that directly, and he kind of, he kind of you know, walked around the subject because – you don't want to admit that, but if you if you've got nine schools and California's closed down, what would it be? San Diego State, Fresno, and San Jose. Yeah. You know, do you do you go with nine? I mean, that's I don't know. So, Gordon, that was Dennis Dodd from earlier today with Hanson Scotty, and uh, talking about college football, the motivation to play a season, obviously, and the loosening restrictions around the country, depending on one state, what state, and sometimes what community that uh, that you live in. And we've had this conversation a little bit when it comes to the NBA, right, and opening up facilities and that sort of thing. But when it comes to college football, this is this is going to be a fairly difficult task. And balancing that against what I thought was a pretty good article uh, that your cohort over there at the Trib, Josh Newman, did about budgets in um, university athletic departments, and he interviewed John Hartwell and uh, lays out the situation pretty well on just – how narrow the margin is here and how necessary it is for them to get the rev- revenue through the football season. But it's, you know, we've, we've talked about the, the obstacles that are out there to overcome. But what's interesting, and you heard Dennis laid out there, is the SEC is talking about, well, we'll play. And if you don't want to, well, that's on you. Even at the conference level where Craig Thompson is saying, well, uh, maybe – San Diego State, Fresno State, and San Jose State, you guys are out of luck, but we're going to press on with the rest. And isn't that interesting that literally when you hear all things are on the table, all things are on the table? I think some powers that be are so desperate for the money. Everyone wants the thing to function as normal. I mean, that just goes without saying. But there are some people that seem more hell-bent on this than others. And there are you could make arguments in both directions. I mean, you have certain governors are being more conservative, and in their states, they have first and foremost as their goal to keep the people in their state healthy, as healthy as possible. And something tells me down in SEC country, it's not like they're just saying, "Oh, the heck with people," but football is pretty important to those folks down there. Beyond just the uh, the money for the athletic departments. I'm talking about a way of life. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know how that's going to shake out. It seems weird to me that a conference would play without a fourth of its members. It just seems kind of crazy. I mean, but who's in charge here? 
Is it the government or is it the, uh, the, the, the school presidents, the governors, the commissioner? Who's, who's, who's making the decision? I, I think it's all the above, Gordon, and that's why pro sports will be easier to bring back than college sports because there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. Uh, but it, it's – I mean – if the governor says no, these state-run universities, which is the majority of them, right, uh, playing D1 athletics, if the governor of that particular state says no, well, then what are you going to do? I mean, there's nothing you can do, right? And I suppose if the governor, uh, the governor says, okay, well, maybe, show me how you're going to do it, then it falls to school chancellors, athletic directors, and those sorts of things. But it does depend on who runs your state. First and foremost, I mean, it would fall on the the federal government, but it appears that the federal government is leaving it up to the states. And I guess people could argue, you know, if that's a good thing or not or a bad thing or not. But in this circumstance, it does make more options available, including the ones we're talking about now, even if they're not particularly uh, appealing. Well, we've talked in the past, Jake, about how regionalized and to some extent fractured college football is. Uh, and in one region, it might be different than another region, and this is why I have I have clamored for a broader playoff is to standardize that a little bit and 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 give every conference an opportunity to compete to show whether you know they had a what their representation of their conference is. So I've always thought it was fractured, but no. In my in my wildest imagination, did I think it would go to this extent? Oh man, nobody could have foreseen this. I don't think, but it, it shows you um, how 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 regionalized and how fractured this whole thing is. This is going to be remarkably interesting to watch because so many of these, as we've talked to different people, and, and Jake, I know you have as well. There are people out there who really are hell bent on having college football. Because of what you described as being a monetary necessity. And if they have to take some chances, I guess they're going to take them. Or at least that's their intention. Well, it, it would appear, depending on where they are uh, yeah. and and who's giving them advice uh, on what to do. Yeah. But uh, there's a... Do you think that's... Do you think that is... Uh, a, do you agree with me that that's a reflection of how important the game itself is? Beyond just the budgets, but also the, the sort of the demographics and sociology of, of the attachment to the game. That by golly, I mean the hell the whole world could be uh, burning, and uh, you know the hell with it. They're gonna they're gonna play this game because in their minds it has to be played. I I would rather have leadership err on the side of caution when it comes to the welfare of the general public but i mean apparently there are various points of view on that subject well there are various points of view and i i get what you're saying to a certain extent with the cultural aspect of it uh but need to be i mean it it depends on the severity of the situation and what what can or cannot be accomplished safely so let me ask you this do you think teams in the sec are so dependent on their football programs that they couldn't weather the storm of missing one football season. No, but I don't care about them either. The 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 people in in this conversation that I'm worried about is Utah State, is Weber State, is SUU, 
are these athletic departments that can't do that and don't have that luxury of the SEC. And and it's a mere coincidence to me that the SEC is the one clamoring to reopen the loudest because they financially could probably weather it the easiest. But that's, you know, there's probably a correlation to that reasoning as well. But, uh, I mean, in in Josh's piece in the trip, he he lays out. I mean, it's it's not – I'm worried about the athletic departments, Gordon. I'm not. I'm not personally, and this is my opinion. I, I'm not worried about if I'm covering games in the fall. I don't. I don't care about that whatsoever. However, I do care uh, uh, about an athlete that has spent their entire life, like like your daughters, Gordon, playing tennis uh, for that opportunity to play tennis D1 level in in college, and that's what they've been they've been living their life to accomplish. I'm worried about those opportunities being there, and that may sound Pollyannish, but I. I think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, but everything is balanced against what the risk is. Agreed. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. It seems like, but it seems like in some places that that reward that you're talking about is is given more weight as far as measuring it against the risk. And so that's interesting to me that different regions in the country can come to different conclusions in that regard. Over sports, well, I think and look because because the sports thing, the sports angle. Yeah, you're talking about athletic departments, but you got all kinds of businesses out there who are dependent on things as well. And so, it, this is the big question across our entire country: is at what risk? Is it worth opening things up again? Why? Because the dollars are, are needed, and so here you are. Right, you have the risk and the reward. And as I've been saying over and over again, I don't think people are expendable. But uh, uh, that's that's me. I, 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 it sounds like there are people in, in leadership, in government, and other organizations who think it is worth the risk. And whether they, and they, they probably write off the fact that, well, some people are going to die, but by golly, we're going to have football. Well, and that, that that's an interesting... Uh, way of looking at it or they have a different concept of what the risk actually is i don't want to i don't want to defend these you know people in the southeastern conference i don't i don't know what they're thinking i do know at the beginning of all of this you, you and i had a conversation and i told you man i hope we elected the right people because they're going to be the ones determining uh that factor that you talk about because balancing those two things or not doing it is impossible it, it is impossible in this current situation you have to you, you, in order for society to exist, you have to balance those in one way or another. And I hope that we trusted the right people to make those decisions. But right now, the truth is, is that different politicians in different parts uh, parts of the country are dealing with this, this in different ways. And yeah. some conferences out there are saying, well, we're going to operate under what the uh, how the government allows us to operate to the fullest capacity that the law will allow. That's what we're going to do. And. I don't know if if I blame a university for thinking that way. I don't know if I blame Craig Thompson for saying, all right, well, you California schools sit tight. We'll see what we can do with the rest if that's what we're legally allowed to do. So I 
I guess we can debate on what is morally correct one way or, uh, or another. And I, I think you lay out your side or your opinion quite well. But unfortunately, our opinion, and I say unfortunately, Gordon, because I think you're a really smart guy. But unfortunately, our opinion in this circumstance is just that drifting off into the radio waves because there's some people we've elected in in this state, particularly uh, because this is what I've been following is here locally. We've empowered people who've empowered other people who hopefully have our best uh, uh, our best uh, outcome at heart as as citizens here locally. But uh, as you point out, definitely across the country, different politicians are di- di- uh, dealing with this different ways. But also the outbreaks in certain parts of the country are different than the outbreaks in others. You know, this uh, ties into my conversation I had earlier today with Frank Layden, uh, because one of the things he stressed, and I, I had a, a line or two in the column about this, he said that we need to teach our children the importance of getting involved in the American voting process and to study the issues, study the leaders, and to elect the leaders who we can have confidence in. And if I don't know, as far as various governors go around the country, how, how uh, the, uh, the voters feel about the guys who are in or women who are in office. But he was stressing that that is so important. And he asked an interesting question about where are the giants of our society? I did not include this in the column. But he said, where are the giants? Because he was looking back over the difficulties of the past. And he lived through, he was young, but he lived through the Depression. He lived through World War II. He's lived through other wars and seen a lot of things in his time. And he, his question for today is, where are the giants? He said he sees a lot of heroes. He sees a lot of people out there who are doing what seem to be routine jobs, who are freaking heroes, hospital workers, mail carriers, uh, teachers, police officers, firefighters. Uh, all kinds of people from different walks. Anybody who serves society is a freaking hero. But he asked the question, where are the giants? Where are the people we can look to? And that is pretty important. And I think usually when we look back through history and we see times of crisis, there is a leader or two or three or four or five or a hundred who really step up to the challenge at hand with that best interest of society at heart, like you were talking about. And they lead out in the right way. And that's pretty important for us when we face what we're facing today. And where are those guys? I mean, are they, are they out there? Or is it happening? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess maybe we'll have a clearer view in hindsight. But I hope whoever's in charge, if I'm in charge of the SEC and someone makes a declaration and we're going to play football, and I don't know what form that's going to take, but if they're going to play football and people end up getting sick and it ends up killing more people, then, you know, that needs to be accounted for. That needs to be, there needs to be someone to answer for that. And I get the other side of it. I understand the economics of it, too. I mean, there are people hurting with their jobs, with the, with the collateral stuff that goes on, with people who are concessionaires and others who, want, who are dependent upon this, this business to, uh, to make a living. I, I, I get that. But there, who makes the call? Who makes the call about what's most important? 
the fact that jobs are at stake, very important, and the fact that lives are at stake, very important. Well, politicians, Gordon, whether you like it or not, it's, uh, let's see, for you and me, that would be President Trump down to Governor Herbert to Jenny Wilson to uh, Mayor, how do you say his name, Gordon, Silvestrini? And everything in between. Well, I hope I hope uh, I hope to make the right decisions because apparently there's disagreement. You don't say. Yep. All right. More next on the big show. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone.